And now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Hasbens, presented by 10K Takes and sponsored by Chill Boys. And you can go on www.chillboys.com and listeners, you can type in HB15 to get 15% off your first order from the Chill Boys. Get your underwear, socks made out of bamboo. And yeah, Chill Boys, great stuff. You know, wear, wear that underwear. You know, they're chopping down bamboo trees uh, for underwear, which is actually environmentally safe. I don't know that for a fact, but that's what I hear. <laughs> and, uh, you know, go out and buy your Chill Boys. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's just get in. Let's, let's just get right into our weekend recap here brought to you by Beauty Status. And, folks, Beauty Status is an authentic Minnesota hockey brand. T-shirts. Head covers, stickers for the man cave, flags, polos. They've got it all. Good Minnesota hockey stuff for all the fans out there. Go and check out Beauty Status um, on all socials. Their website is www.beautystatushky.com. Ols, what did you get up to on the weekend? Yeah, I made uh, my first ever trip out to the mountains out there and actually went up and skied. We had a group of uh, 12 people. We went up to Winter Park, Colorado. Um, besides the drive there and back, uh, it was an unbelievable trip. I will be doing plenty more of those um, in my remaining time on Earth, which seems like it's coming to an end with all the shit going on in the world today. Go aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I like it. Beach, what'd you get up to? Uh I went out I played a little bit of ice golf in the Minnetonka Chili Open on Saturday. Um I don't know why they call it ice golf. I think most people there had hockey sticks or some other form of shenanigans to use to rip some tennis balls across, but pretty sweet event. Uh, I think there was three different nine hole courses. All of them had a different sponsor out there with you know candy or booze or whatever it might be. And you know, just go sit outside on the, the Bay of Tonka with the, the hyper elite of the rich parts of Minnesota and get hammered. So that was that was a ton of fun. And then just keep the train going on Sunday watching the Super Bowl. Yeah, I like it. Did you see the mini movers tent out there? We had we had one popped up, but I'm, I'm not sure how the guys did. But uh, it must have been on a different course. So we had like the latest tea time. I think we were the last ones golfing out there. I don't think we got off until two thirty or two forty-five. But um, we made it through the yellow course and half of the blue. Um, but yeah, it was a ton of fun, and, and you know, it seemed like everybody was having a, a hell of a time out there at, at all of the stands. So I'm sure they did well. Nice, Mace. What'd you get up to this weekend? Uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, had some boys over on Friday and Saturday, uh, was going to try to go to a show on Saturday, but ended up folding and just taking it easy to prepare for the Super Bowl. And then had the Super Bowl party at my house for the first time, which was pretty fun. So hosted a little bit and then took it easy. Not too much of a weekend though. Hosting's always the best. I love hosting. 
You don't have to oh, go yeah. anywhere once you're done. You just have to clean up and kick the dogs up. That is nice, but you also has to you also have to clean up. So it's yeah. kind of like a it's a double edged sword there. You know, do you do you really want to host because now you got to clean it all up? Um, unless you're in college and you can just get the freshmen in to do it for you. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it sounds like a good weekend, Mace. I was, mine was pretty laid back as well. Uh, went and watched the Sioux on Friday or Saturday. Um, get swept by Denver, so it's tough to see. Um, and then Sunday, obviously, watched the Super Bowl. Great Super Bowl, honest, uh, unbelievable Super Bowl. Uh, two two powerhouse teams. Um, it's just, I hate, you know. There, there's so many. We'll talk about the flag at this at this stage right now. The flag at the end of the game, you know. Do you call that? Do you not call it? I can see, you know. I've, I've taken the stance on, you know, put the, put the flag away. Don't determine the game. Um, but then there's also people who are like, well, if you would have, you know, if they wouldn't have completed it, well, we're, we're, you missed this pat, you missed this call. And now you get just made the Eagles win. So like there's both ways. I don't think, you know, there's a right answer for this. I'm actually kind of leaning on the side of, you know, maybe you should call it if it, if, if you see it, I don't know, just, you know, I'm thinking about being the ref, but I'm like, Okay, how do I get in the least amount of trouble? I just call a penalty if I see one. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it was the correct call. I mean, even the, the corner came out and said, you know, I held him. So it kind of defeats the purpose of the the debate. But I think especially in games that are close and being an athlete, you just want the game to be played, you know, it, it, it was a pretty chintzy call, which stinks. So I, I, I don't know. Ultimately, it was a good game. I had money on the Eagles lost. I, I, yeah. I'm not too butt hurt over it, but I also don't get one of those fat rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would like to see it play out the way like talent prevailed. Just let that go out there and be the case. And, you know, you could say it on uh, every one of these flags for the most part. It's like, if it was near the end of a, a quarter or a period or the end of the game, especially a game as big as this one, they're all going to seem like they're pretty ticky tacky calls and you'd rather let them go. So I think the timing has a lot more to do with it than the actual infraction does. Yeah, that's fair. I, man, I, I think holding can be called on every single play in the NFL, you know, whether oh, it's you can, you can call it every single play. You can almost call you, you can almost call offensive offsides yes. on the offensive line who step back right before you know like yeah that's sports so that's what makes it fun that's why I want to keep umpires in baseball for the strike zone because it gives something for the fans to yell at each other about and complain about because once they go automated it's just up oh, strike well mm-hmm. nope there's no there's no controversy and that's what we need because yeah. it's fun yeah that's fair point I like that. All right, we'll move on to uh, – you know what? Let's move on to the predictions here, and then we can get into the uh, the waste management and the NHL trade deadline and what's going on in college hockey. Um, the first game here, MSU at Bemidji. Minnesota State at Bemidji. Minnesota State favored by one and a half goals. Saturday. I'll, t- I'll take the easy – one here. I'm going Bemidji plus one and a half in their barn. I think I think I think it's a no-brainer. It's getting down to knuckle punch time, you know. And, you know, I think that they're just gonna 
They're going to go hard. Oh, it's going to be like a three-two game. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, when you said you were going to take the easy route out, there's no way. I thought that's what was coming out of your mouth there. I get that it's at home for them. I get that that's the Saturday game. You want to win that so you can have a, a fun rest of the week before you get into the, the next series. But um, I think Mankato's got a lot to play for. They're sitting at, I think, 13th or 12th, depending on which which ranking system you look at right now, and similar in the pairwise. They need to win games to, you know, secure that at-large bid so they can, you know, kind of fuck off in the CCHA tournament um, and not have to really worry about the playoffs. So I, I think they come out hard and they they kind of stick it to Bemidji. Um, one of the games, and I'm banking on that being Saturday. So give me Minnesota State minus one and a half. Wow. Wow. I like it. I'm, I'm going to go Minnesota State as well. They're playing for something. Bemidji's season's kind of over. Um, you know, they could make the tournament, I guess, if they went on and won the playoff. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take Minnesota State. I don't love the call. It's at Bemidji. Um, it's going to be a tough one in there, but I'm going Minnesota State. So, since we have the over-under line set, can I take one of those? Sure. Yeah, over-under is five for anybody that doesn't know it. I'm going under all the way. Under five. <laughs> It's going to be a bare knuckle fist fight. I mean, let's be honest, that line should have been three and a half. (laughs) I think it would have been if uh, if Minnesota State didn't have, you know, 25 year olds playing for him on average. So, (laughs) I like that. All right. Next, next series here Minnesota at Penn State. Minnesota's, this is on Friday night here. Minnesota's favored by a goal and a half. Um, the over under is at six and a half. Yep. Does I'll anyone go, want to? I'll go, I'll go last year and just know I'm taking out a, a home, a loan on my home to put money on the bet that I choose. So I'll go last. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. I mean, I'll go first then. Um, as much as I want to take Minnesota in this game, I don't know that I can. They've got two really key pieces kind of sitting out. Um, that would be Faber and uh, Chesley, it looks like. Um, and both defensemen, so they're going to be running short on D. Um, and I know the over at six and a half is tough for a college game. But with two key defensemen sticking out in a pretty prominent game in the Big Ten that's already high scoring, give me the over six and a half. Oh, I like it. All right, I'm going to take uh, Minnesota minus a goal and a half on Friday night. Um, I think they're, they're, they'll get the empty netter to win Friday. And and because didn't they just lose to Wisconsin? Yeah, they're going to win Friday night, get the empty netter, win by two. Um, I'll switch it up. I'll take uh, I'll take Penn State. They're going to keep it close. They're a solid team. Minnesota's out a few guys at home at Penn State, too. I got PSU. I respect that. I uh, the bet that I'm taking out a mortgage, my second mortgage on my home, uh, over six and a half. It's not. It's not even a question. It's going to be a running gun. The defense aren't going to know what they're doing out there for Minnesota with new deep pairings and and new things going on. So that's going to keep Penn State in it, but it's going to end up being like five three, either way. I like it. Yeah, good pick. Good pick. Um, hopefully that happens. Hopefully, you know, the, the boys aren't snake bitten because we would not want to see Ols out on the streets living. Um, <laughs> it, would, it, would be, 
It would be pretty funny though. I think you'd drive by and laugh the first time, and then the next time you'd show me a we see, Ols, we see Ols walking around with the old shopping cart down in White Bear Lake. Just <laughs> walking around the neighborhoods. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty stress-free life there. You know, you only got one issue. You, you know, actually a couple. Okay, you got, you got to find shelter, and then you need food and water. That's about all. You, that's about all you got. You know, we've all got different shit going on. Um, different stressors in our lives. There's just they just got those two, and, and keep in mind, you know, we have to worry about those things as well. There, there are there are people that do enjoy that life. Um, I know that. Uh, you, what's that documentary on with the the homeless guy that hit hit somebody over the head with a hammer down in California? He was like a skateboarder or a surfer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, he loved whack, he loved whack, being homeless. Whack, whack. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what that was the what was that viral vid of that guy? What's his name again? I can't. I want to say it was a hatchet too. Oh, yeah, it, was, it was. It was a hatchet. A, the hatchet swinging. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It's a, it's a. It's a. Yeah, the hitchhiker. Yes, hatchet swinging hitchhiker. <laughs> I thought you were going SpongeBob, and you were talking about the hash swinging. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh no, yeah, I've I, I just went, you know, this weekend my grandpa visited town. I forgot to mention this, but we went over to the um American Legion to pull some tabs with him because he likes doing that. Love that. And uh and in walks this guy named Albert, and he's uh he's the town he's like the homeless man that we have in East Grand Forks and he's been a homeless man in East Grand Forks since you know my dad was in high school. He's been around for a while. Yeah. Um, and and that's where I got it. Like my dad was just saying, "Hey, there's Albert." You know, like every time he walks by, you just puts your he puts his hand out next to you, and you give him money. Sometimes, sometimes you don't. And um, so he walks into Legion. You know, he pulls out a dollar, he buys a Coca Cola, drinks it, and then leaves on to his next stop. You know, <laughs> on to on to find food. Probably this time he got his he got a, you know his water and liquid. Now he's going to get food. Um, so I can imagine. He could. Pr- he probably went to the local grocery store that was just a couple blocks down to stand out front for a little while. So yeah, there's a uh, a guy I used to have to go back and forth to Bemidji all the time from Duluth. Um, and every time I would go through Faustin, you've got the the helicopter and the tank right off the highway there. And I would say nine out of every times I'm passing through, there's some homeless guy in his wheelchair with the American flag sticking way up on the the top of it and just hanging out on the side of the highway, just rolling back and forth and didn't really have a lot to do, but just seemed to enjoy the sunshine and exercise out there. And that just seems like, you know, every small town's got one of them that they just kind of all take care of a little bit at a time. Oh, for sure. And it's like, I'm sure he has a place. I'm sure he's not homeless. I'm sure he sleeps indoors. If he didn't, I mean, he'd be the biggest nail gun in the world with the weather here. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's pretty, pretty funny life i mean he's got to be a pretty simple man like he's not he's not looking to buy the next uh you know louis vuitton bag he doesn't give a shit about that stuff yeah um which which would be nice but uh all right next that rant we just went on next game here province at umass lowell saturday saturday it's a pick em, and the over under is at five and a half I can start us off since I Veach Veach and Olsen went first, um, and I, don't, I I like Providence in this. I, 
I think you you know also when we were playing back back like five to ten years ago or whatever, it UMass was always the the good UMass team. Now, yeah. I, now I think it's UMass Amherst. It's kind of yeah. changed. Um, so that's why I'm going with Providence. I like their uniforms, very sharp looking, good colors. Um, I'm going to go with them on the pick'em. Respect that, Mace. What do you got? Um, damn, I was gonna go with Providence too. I'll uh, I'll take Providence minus one point five Ooh, for an extra point. Bonus points. Ooh, I respect that. So it's always nice to sprinkle a little bit extra on the uh, on the puck line because you get some pretty good odds there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're yeah. twenty three and twenty four in the pairwise right now. So any, I think anything's gonna happen in this game. I respect I, that. I agree. I think it is going to be very tight. What I think comes down to and makes the difference, especially, you know, just in college hockey in general this time of the year, is goaltending. And I think Lowell's got at least one, if not both of their goaltenders, better than Providence. Not to say their goalie's bad, but he's young. I think he might be a freshman. If not, he's a sophomore at the very latest. Um, And I think he's got a lot to learn. I think Providence probably is the better hockey team, but they're just not as strong on that backside right now. So give me Lowell. Okay. Nice. I'm going to take the worst bet ever on the under, under five and a half big game, 23, 24 must win. I think it's time that defense starts to prevail. I'm going under five and a half and I hate myself. Under in a hockey East game just always hurts. Yeah. Anytime you anytime you like the under, it's just like, God damn it. Oh, yeah. I want I wanted to do it, but I don't even want to watch the game now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> any any under that is bet, you just look at the score tomorrow. You don't even care. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And if it's basketball, you're I mean, I always cut I usually I don't I don't sports gamble as much. I used to do it a lot more. Um but basketball, the halftime score, it's always like it always throws you off. It throws you out for a loop because yeah. it's always lower, and then they start they start shooting hot in the second half, and then get closer. So it's it's a whirlwind. Yeah, it is. It's hard. Um, but I love college basketball. Oh, I wish I could get into it. I really do, and I get why people like it. I just can't do it. I love it. I've, I absolutely love it. And I, I've never won a March Madness bracket. I've never done anything like that. But I, I love it. I think it's a very pure form of basketball. The, the only yeah. March Madness bracket I won, um, I had my friend Matt, his mom, picked all of my, my bracket for me because <laughs> we were just kind of arguing in the kitchen one day and him, his mom just chirped him a little bit saying how much smarter she was than him. And so secretly had her fill it out and it won the entire thing between, you know, 16 and 17 <laughs> of us that had it going <laughs> at the very end, we kind of revealed that it was her that picked it and it just, just irked him to no end. Yeah. You know, the highlight of my childhood at, you know, at one point. So I love that. I get the excitement. I just, I can't do it myself. I'm an idiot. When it comes to that. Yeah, no, I mean, college basketball is very similar to, um, you know, pretty much the NBA for me. I only watch the playoffs and it's tough for me to watch a regular season basketball game. Now, sometimes there are like some of those Duke North Carolina games I love watching. Um, but any, any March Madness game is unbelievable. Like, yes. It's just so much. There's so much on the line. It's so much yeah. fun to watch. It, it doesn't matter if it's, if, if it's a blowout or a sick tight game, you never really know what's a blowout. Like 
Yeah. Teams, teams can go on 10-0 runs, and they mean so much more in college basketball than the NBA. I mean, NBA can score 10 points in 30 seconds. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I was. We were at the golf simulator the other night. I was with some of the 10K guys, and like the, I think the Timberwolves were up by like 22 or 23 midway through the third quarter, and ended up only winning by three. I was like, how does that happen? I just don't get it. That's why I can't. You know, I, I sprinkle a little uh, sports betting out there um, every once in a while, but I can't do the NBA. The NBA, the NBA team could sit all of their starters, all all five of them, just for rest or whatever. And the other team's, you know, only favored by eight points. It's like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, a starting lineup in the NBA should absolutely blow this team up. Yeah, but the the bench is so short in basketball. Like, those subs are not too far off from those starters. Yeah. You know, like, you got to be – like, I was listening to uh, the Kelsey Brothers podcast, obviously, before, and I've I've listened to a couple episodes. I like those guys. But – Travis Kelsey was Travis Kelsey's like, you know, I'm, I'm bit. He's like, they're trying to go through if they could play in the NBA or if they could play a pro sport at any other sport. Travis Kelsey was like, yeah, I, I think I could play in the NBA. You know, I'm good. I'm, I'm big. I'm strong. You know, they could find, I, they could, they could put me in a role to rebound and stuff. And it's like his brother, Jason <laughs> comes back with a good point. He's like, dude, all those guys on the bench were like the nastiest players their college team has ever seen. Yeah, and now they're in this role where they're posting up and rebounding, like all those guys in the NBA. Yeah, they they turn into a certain role player, but they're unbelievable basketball players. That's a good point. That's a good point. And yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's kind of different from the NHL in that sense. I think NHL kind of more so has those role players. Um, You know, like like a Smitty. Like was Smitty ever knocking your socks off? Like Cole Smith, was he ever knocking your socks off of offensive ability or hockey playing? No, but he's he plays that role that he plays like yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. All right, good tangent there. We'll move on to the next series here. St. Cloud State at Nodak in Grand Forks Saturday night. St. Cloud State favored by a goal and a half. Um, Quinnipiac, or sorry, over under. Six. <laughs> I saw QU. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little Freudian slip there. I like it. But, you know, I'm going to take that as a sign that there's going to be good goaltending because that's all I think about when I think about Quinnipiac. Uh, Dominic Bassey is awesome and has been all year for St. Cloud. Stolen from Colorado College. I'm not going to say that's the only reason they're having the success they are this year, but it's certainly a part of it. Granted, they do have another great goaltender and caster as well. So, you know, a little bit of um, Rich getting richer on top of that. That being said, uh, North Dakota is still first in the nation in power play with over 30% efficiency on that. And I think they're fifth or sixth in shot efficiency as well. Um, 12% of their shots go in the back of the net. So if they can figure out a way to just get more shots off and, you know, execute a little bit more in the offensive zone, I think they do have a really good shot. Um, give me the under six on Saturday. I think it's physical. I think it is a just brutal game. Um, and I don't know how either one of these two teams come out of here without just a dog fight. Cause they both need it for different reasons. Yeah. I'm going to go after you, Vitra. I'm going to take St. Cloud. Uh, I think they're going to be up one and get the empty netter. I've seen it too many times this, this season to, uh, not pick it. Um, 
I hope it goes the other way. This is kind of me hedging my bet. Yeah. Uh, if they lose, I'm still happy because I won the bet. I respect that. Mace, go ahead. You know, <clears throat> I'm going to switch it up. I'm taking Nodak, and I'm taking the points too, but I think they will get the dub. Friday, I mean, from when I was there, Friday was always a slower game. It was always when the puck slots were there, but then Saturday was one of the better <laughs> hockey games. So boys are coming out buzzing on Saturday. They need this dub. It'll be great for them. I'm taking Nodak. I like it. Love that. I like Love it. That. How um, about this? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Go yeah, ahead. I'll go. I'll go quickly. Um, I'm going the under because I graduated St. Cloud. <laughs> but I'm going, I'm going under. I used to eat that. Uh, I used to eat that team up pretty good. I loved playing them, but it was always a it was always a tough matchup against St. Cloud. Uh, smaller sheet. I think North Dakota kind of keeps them to the outside um, and keeps the score low. So. It is, it is a lot easier playing them on an NHL size rink. It's, yeah. it's tough going in the herb and trying to win some games when they got that power play buzzing on the Olympic sheet. Yeah, the, the yeah. four plus one box, and they just rip it around the outside. They've, but, somehow, got, they've somehow got four guys in one-timer positions. They're just snapping around and one-time it everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those, those two fins they've got, Cranola and uh, I forget the other one, but they're they're ridiculous when it comes to finding the open ice out there. And so being on a tighter sheet, I think it's a little bit easier to suffocate them um, and, and eliminate them from those those positions. For sure. For sure. Um, what I was going to say was, so I was looking at the power play percentages in the nation. Um, North Dakota is number one with 30.2%. Now I went to look at the last place, seven percent Stonehill. Now, new brand new D one team, so that makes sense. But Yale is at third to last place with twelve percent PP, and this is a team that won a fucking national championship not too long ago. Um, that is it was, it was almost a decade ago. Yeah, but I mean, that's like you know, man, um, I, they I, should I, be better. They should be higher than that. I'm not, like, if you yeah. got a seven percent power play and you got a team that's been fairly decent for a long time you gotta i think you gotta you gotta sell the farm i mean you gotta flip everything you gotta fire the coach you gotta get all the players out of there i mean 12 percent. i mean you should be fucking embarrassed put down the books put down the goddamn books and start stick handling yale jesus <laughs> yeah you know i love it because that just means they're the lowest bulldogs on the totem pole and ferris state <laughs> is down there as well so it, it's great for my uh my school and they're they're you know winning the mascot race but not much of a race lately <laughs> and and stonehill is also last in the nation at pk they're at 59 percent. so you're scoring four out of, you're scoring four out of every 10 ppps <laughs> yeah that's not great um question what does it say for how many games they've played because last time i checked i think it was only at two official yeah they're they're at five right now so okay. um they're probably at a bit that, that's i think that's just five against the d1 teams i think they yeah. play some d3 games yeah, um, but yeah they've they've got to be thinking to themselves like uh do we want to switch back to d2 here or um because this isn't looking so hot right now yeah. <laughs> uh, but no all right let's that's that'll wrap up the predictions um nice work on that Let's go. Uh, let's move on to some of the stuff that happened over the weekend. Uh, the waste management. We already kind of touched on the Super Bowl. 
Um, I did want to bring up the waste management just to he- hear you guys' thoughts again. Just um, I think it's on its way to becoming, you know, almost a major. It's it's like to me the the amount of people that go that all the all the best players playing it, um, the the atmosphere. It's like it's got to be up there with the cool one of the coolest golf tournaments there is all year. I mean, the 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 U.S. or the sorry the Open over uh, overseas there this year had their best year ever. Two hundred ninety k viewers came and watched. Um, I think Waste Management had seven hundred k through. Saturday or something. So that, like it wasn't even close. That stadium seating is unreal. And the yeah. fact that every single player comes out and absolutely loves the atmosphere, the, the videos, I mean, they're screaming and yelling in the back of these guys, you know, swing and when they're cutting and it's just not, it's not golf at all. And it's the coolest thing ever. It's like a scene of happy Gilmore. It's unreal. Yeah. Go the, back the, to your shanties. This is golf. <laughs> the the thing about it is, like, when you get that many people there and they're all screaming something different at the same time, it just kind of turns into, like, this white noise. But it's a white noise that gives you a little bit of energy. Yeah. It's like, if you're out on a quiet course and you hear somebody cough in your backswing, you're just like, that throws you off so much. Whereas there, you could have air horns going off. You wouldn't even recognize the difference. And I think that is awesome. And that's what makes it unique. And, and that's why the players like it is it's a special stop for them. That it's the only time they're going to get it on, on the course all year long. So did, I think that's why they have so much fun with it. Did, did anybody get a, uh, did anybody get a hole in one this year? No, which that, was disappointing. That video of Sam Ryder last year and the be- just beer cans being chucked out onto the green. That is so sick. The energy is <laughs> unbelievable. unreal. It's yeah. unbelievable. Have you seen the running of the bulls too? The people waiting in line at like 5 a.m. to get a spot at the at the yeah. 16th green. Oh my I saw a video. It's like it was like they're all at the they're all at like the starting line, like pushing holding each other back, you know, like and they all just sprint. It's gotta be a few people that get injured from tripping and just get trampled over. For sure. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah, it's unbelievable. I, and like I said, I think it's gonna be the next. It's going to be the next, uh, the players. Yeah. It's the thing is, is it's just, it's a different atmosphere. You know, like the masters is like the pristine, like old school golf, like the golfers versus the course. And with this one, it's just like, it gives everybody free reign to do whatever the hell they want. And I, I just love the fact that the golfers love it. Like I saw a video a couple of years ago, R- Ricky Fowler on the green, he lines up for the putt and he, you know, he, everybody's trying to like settle down a little bit and then he backs off he pumps the crowd up and then walks in a 12 footer for birdie so sick yeah I, I at one point at what point do you try to you know like the Ryder cup for me is is one of the best to watch yeah um waste management at what point do you try to emulate this model at all golf tournaments they should i mean i think I know what, there's there's a couple of them. You mentioned it before, like having yeah. the masters be that pristine, quiet, whatever. You do need that a little bit as well, just with, oh, with for sure. But I think you can have a lot more fun. Like when you're talking about um, like the four play pod, one of the best, you know, young person golf podcasts out there. They always make fun of the John Deere classic, like all these other ones where you're literally just making fun of it. And it's just, you know, one sponsor's putting it on, have fun with it. Like just yeah. don't try yeah. and be something you're not just, <laughs> You know, go out there and make it something unique. 
I was literally going to bring up the John Deere Classic. Like, think about the fucking John Deere Classic. Yeah. I mean, and even the 3M Open in Minneapolis. Like, let's turn it into a party here. Let's try to have some fun. Yeah. Um, no one's no one cares if it's quiet during the John Deere Classic or the yeah. 3M Open when you yeah. know, Zachary Bradbury wins it. You know, no one <laughs> knows who the guy is. He's an amateur and he just wins it. And you know, it's like let's let's start drinking some beers and having some fun here <laughs> yeah i always think about you know if you were to step up on 16 with a full crowd do you shank one into the crowd do you hit it long are you gonna you know flub it right off the tee Vici, and not get it 50 yards Vici, let me tell you a story okay so how, how many fans how many fans sit in that section of the, of the do we know a number Is it, i don't know no i, 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 can, I it's gotta be like it's got to be at least like seven thousand. There's a. Yeah, I would least, guess more than that. At yeah. least, right? Like, I would say, I would say upwards of twenty thousand. I'm just spitting something out. Anyway, I played in front of those crowds in hockey my entire life. I went home. I went home three summers ago, and I played in uh, the golf tournament, the big golf tournament uh, that they throw at the country club or whatever back in Duluth. I went home, played in that. I won my first match. Uh, we. Actually, sorry, this wasn't even, this was the member guest tournament. So I'm playing with my brother and uh, I get to the 15th hole. We're in a playoff. So it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Anyway, there's 10 teams left. There's 50 people in golf carts watching. I have a, I have a hundred yard golf shot and I never hit more of the forehead of the golf ball in my life. (laughs) I sent an absolute laser beam Luckily, there's out of bounds behind the hole. Luckily, there were carts behind. I drilled the glass of the cart, and it bounced <laughs> back ten feet off the green. We ended up winning that playoff hole, but that was in front of, <laughs> in front of fifty people. Actually, actually, fine, but I'm standing over there. I'm fucking shaking. If there was twenty thousand people watching my golf game, this thing would go directly right. Oh yeah. I, I think I think the waste the waste management is a little different than teeing off um at the masters. I think it'd be a lot harder if it was quiet. If they're screaming like it's a little easier. That's true. That's true because you're used to that atmosphere, but you're absolutely right. When it's dead silent and you know every single eye is on you, it's the worst feeling in the fucking world. Oh, think about yeah. if the think about if the crowd <laughs> Was just cheering, and then they all at the same point decided to just make it silent for a guy teeing off. I mean, he would he would not know what the fuck just happened. He would for sure shank that right. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to the uh, some NHL trade deadline stuff. Um, you know, which which trades you guys like, which trades you'd like to see. Um, do you think anything's happened? I do. I don't know if we talked about the Bo. I think we talked talked about the Bo Horvat trade a little bit. Um, I think that'll work out. I'm not sure, you know, like for the wild, I'm thinking for the wild, like people are speculating, you know, Patrick Kane, Brock Besser, whatever other guys. Um, I don't know, man, I watched the wild and, and I, you like, you're thinking as a GM, like, do you give up stuff for like a team that you already know is not going to win at all, no matter how many pieces you add, you know? Yeah. I think, I think the wild need a lot more help than, you know, people are trying to portray. I I love the Wild to death, and I was on their bandwagon this year, of course. Um, But but I've been saying it for for a while, man. The the bottom six forwards just aren't bottom six, you know. 
they're, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're great hockey players, but it's just, I don't know if it's the chemistry or what it is, but that they can't, they can't score. And if they can't score, you know, you have to stop people from scoring on you and it's just, it's a bad combo. Um, I've always said that the grief line isn't as good as people think it is. I, I thought Greenway, Felino, Erickson Eck was a lot of wasted talent, in my opinion. I think that they're good players in certain roles, but I, I think their line stinks. What, all they do is turn around and flick the puck out. You know, like oh, Eric, yeah. Erickson Eck is a waste of space on that line, in my opinion. Like, Oh, yeah. 100%. I, I think so as well. I've never been a huge fan of that line either. It's just like none of them really have the ability to, to – like that's, that's like – it's tough because those players are kind of like higher end players. They're not like third, fourth line guys always, but you know, that line would make like probably the best third or fourth line in the NHL, but yes, they're trying to play it like a second line. And it's like, that is not a second line. It's, it's really, it's really cool when that shit works out. Like when we had the CBS line and then we had that second line that was not only really good at defending, but they could still hold their own and score offensively. Like, in the NHL, you you have to have you have to have six forwards that can score. You know, like you have to have that ability, and the Wild just don't have that. And now yeah, I'm seeing think, everything about Fiala too. Like people are, oh, we traded away Fiala for what? You know, like yeah, he would have scored, but it's so. I'm still on Billy's side on this one. He looked terrible in the last playoffs. Like yeah, he's great in the regular season, but what's he gonna do when you know the pitchforks come out? And guys are playing real men's, you know, 80s style hockey out there in the playoffs. Like it's a little different game. That's not even the talent with him either. It's like it would have cost us. What did he get? Eight million dollars to to go yeah. play for LA. We we didn't have that cap space to, to get rid of eight million dollars worth of cap. We'd be losing, you know, four or five of our different guys who are on veteran minimums or whatever. And it's just like I don't know that we've got the ability to do that. At least, but not for the next two years here, where we're still paying Parisian suitor to not play yeah. here so it's like you don't yeah. have a lot of flexibility I think he did the right move for talent like you're talking about and money there as tough as it is to see him leave um and then just going back to the grief line like Greenway had overproduced last year and that mm-hmm. line was awesome because of it um it was drawing attention away from Erickson Eck and Felina was putting the puck in the neck net and now this year it started off with Greenway getting hurt for a few games and now we've got a, a little bit of a slow season for all three of those guys, and it's just th- not the same threat. So mm-hmm. nobody is really having to, to pay as much attention to those guys, and they just play them differently. And um, we're not getting the same type of you know two way player uh, on any of our lines for the for if we're being completely honest. Yeah. So it's like we don't have the scoring power of you know a uh, Edmonton. We don't have the defensive prowess of some of these other teams. And we're stuck in the middle, just like we always have been, and yeah. what I see us being for the foreseeable future. Oh yeah, hundred percent. This is just the, your typical Minnesota Wild team, barely trying to squeak into playoffs, and then everyone's like, "Oh, playoffs, anything can happen." Well, no, it doesn't always happen that way. It's the better team's going to dust you out of town, like always, and move on to the next round. Well, yeah, I was watching the Florida Panthers game the other night, and it was funny when they had the comparison when we went into the shootout. It was like, oh, Kaprizov and Zuccarello have the most goals of anybody in the NHL in shootouts because we're always in shootouts. We can never win in regulation. And so yeah. it's like, yeah, that's a cool stat to have, but it's also really cool to not have to be in those positions. So I just 
yeah, it's a love hate relationship with them. I'm I'm gonna ride with them until the day I die. You know, I love having a pro hockey team in Minnesota. Never should have got rid of the North Stars to begin with. I think everybody in the states on board with that is the dumbest decision in the state's history. But you just have to be realistic. I think. Yeah, I think I think the Wild need a center and not one. A, I I was gonna say and not a cheap one. Like yeah. they need to go out and get a fucking center. And they, they they need help on the defensive end. It's like who's who's the best center in wild history? Have we had more than two? And don't even say Miko Koivu because he's not. I, I'm saying like an offensive weapon. We need an offensive weapon. Agreed. Miko was great and a great captain, and he won a lot of draws, but he wasn't going to wow you offensively. I mean, he did some right. great things, but yeah. Yeah. I- They've never really had one of those. That's why it's like, I don't know how much is ta- how much is it worth to tank this whole fucking season when you see Bedard coming up. Like that's a McDavid player. Like those guys don't come through very often. Okay. No, I mean he is everything that you know. He's one step below where Sidney Crosby was coming up. It's like it's as sure of a thing as sure thing gets. And whoever wins that lottery is they know that they're set for the next 15 years, as long as they treat them well and, you know, oh. the, the franchise doesn't fold in Arizona. So it's got to be, yeah, yeah. That's got to be such a, such a good feeling getting that draft pick, just knowing like if you drafted McDavid, like if you don't trade this guy, you'll just have him for the rest of your life. And he's the best hockey player ever. Yeah. Do you- I, would, I would, I would be so butthurt if I finished second to last and didn't get the drawing. Like that would be the worst fucking, you got to take Fantilli and it's like, I don't know Fantilli's great, but he ain't Bedard. Right. Let me, let me ask you this. What would you need to add or if anything to that number one overall pick to get McDavid? Like what, what would you add? Or to get McDavid or Connor Bedard? I'm saying well, if Edmonton wanted to trade for that first round pick or that first overall pick, do you think that they'd have to give up Connor McDavid for it? So what are yes. we assuming? Yeah. What are we assuming that McDavid's got left on this contract? Cause I don't know offhand. Well, let's say three, let's say three years. Okay. So you're guaranteed to have McDavid for at least three. I, I think that limits it. I think you can just give up the number one. If it's only three years, if you're telling me he's got five years left, I think you have to give up the number one pick and a starting D man, probably depending on what the other team needs. If they need not another offensive weapon, then you're going to have to give them probably a left-handed shot winger, but interesting. Yeah. I think it's literally just the number one pick. If it's three years or under for McDavid. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. One thing about. Yeah. That's, that's great. Especially in NHL trades because in NBA trades, you know, you can get Rudy Gobert for four first and, yeah three players in a couple seconds. Well, and you got to think about it too, though, like in the NBA, and this is a testament to how bad the, the Timberwolves have been at drafting, but like how often does your first round pick pan out? Like every draft is like four players actually make a difference in the NBA and have like a long standing career. Unless you get like the top five pick in the NBA, it's pretty much worthless anyway. And even those top five are a gamble at best. So it's like, yeah. all right, well, it's a fair point different entirely yeah you know Edmonton I don't think Edmonton could ever trade McDavid because you know they traded the they traded Wayno and you know you've seen how things went there it's like you just you, you don't trade Babe Ruth you don't trade Wayno 
Um, you're not going to trade Connor McDavid, or else you're just you're going to get cursed by someone. Would you trade if you're Edmonton? Would you trade Leon Dreisaitl for that first overall pick? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think you have to give up more than Dreisaitl to get to get oh, the number to, one. You have to give up. You'd have to give up Dreisaitl and probably your your next year's or this year's first round pick or next year's first round pick. Interesting. I, I just think that highly of Bedard with, with everything that I've seen and how he's produced at World Juniors in Canada, like all of it. I don't know that I've seen a more talented player since a Crosby or McDavid or, you know, those really, really, you know, 1A tier guys. He is, yeah. he is nasty. Yeah. He's already a robot, though. I don't know if you guys saw the Valentine's Day video of him. Oh, my God. What? He has like no personality already. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, McDavid's the same way. Name name one time you've seen McDavid do something fun. Well, exactly. That's the problem. All yeah. the stars yeah. are just sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is kind of true in the NHL. You know, a, a lot of the, and that's probably why they're the best, to be yeah. honest. You know, like if you're beauty you're kind of like biz right like you're reminder yeah. like, like trying to fit in and all the but i guess in the nba yeah the nba has a lot of uh, personality yeah i mean the nba is a soap opera drama show that's why it's on oh yeah the, the nba is pretty much the wwe at this point it's just players getting traded back and forth everywhere and like for some reason when you get traded it takes like three weeks for you to play a game for the other team for some reason because you're just yeah. traveling around like oh I got traded time to go on all-star break for a couple weeks <laughs> and come back. I'll probably I'll probably fly to one of the games, dress up and you know ten thousand dollar outfit um from some some designers and then you know take pictures with a you know one well, of those, you get all those load cameras. management games too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just can't take it seriously. It's like it's just like a I I mean honestly the WWE might be more real at this point. Yeah. The, the one guy that I think, you know, you can say that he's got the talent and personality and, you know, a little bit more fun injected into everything is like David Pasternak. Like he comes in in those fucking fancy ass suits and those weird hats and just like he's a fun guy and, you know, he doesn't speak the best English. So it's he's fine. Like he's perfectly fine just compared to like English born speakers. But um, like that's what I would want out of a superstar that's on my team. And that's yeah. why I think everybody in Boston loves him. It's just like, he's a guy, like he's just yeah. fun. He's, he, he goes out there and it's, you know, semi-relatable where it's like you get McDavid and all these other guys that are, you know, super strict on their diets and like, they don't go out and do anything and they just kind of keep to themselves. I get why they do all those things. I a hundred percent don't have any problem with them doing it. It's just less fun. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, and by the way, McDavid does have this with this year attached. He's got four years left. So three years after this year. Okay. On the contract. But only it's no, oh, actually his bonuses are just down. I was just kind of, I was just kind of curious, like what's the you know, what's what's the the price of the first overall pick? I mean most years I think you would have to give a lot more, but just because this year is such like a sure thing. And, you know, I guess injuries are a big difference in it too. And you don't know what the personality is like. He's had a few fights that he's been, you know, instigating. Um, But so has Fantilli and so has some of these other guys. So, yeah, I mean, 
I think it would be really tough for Edmonton to give up McDavid, especially for just a first. Uh, but I think on the right day, I, I think you can do it. I really do. Yeah. Oh, and I'm seeing um, McDavid does have a no-move clause on his contract, so he actually can't be traded. Uh, I don't I don't understand um, how that works. It's a no-move clause unless the player wants to be moved. Correct, yeah. and they can waive it. You can lift it. Um, like, I think Kane lifted his. Um, but only for a certain yeah, – Only for certain teams. Interesting. So what teams? Where is he going to go? Where, what's your prediction? It sounds like, based on his last interview, he really wanted to go to New York and thought that that was going to happen. And then when they ended up trading for um, Tarasenko, Tarasenko, that that went out the window. And so he sounded pretty pretty butthurt about it. Which I get. Like you're already in a big market with an original six team. Like going to a smaller market or you know less history is going to be tough. He, and he wanted, you want to go to a competitor. He wanted he yeah. wanted to be with Panarin again. Yeah. Well, probably. obviously, he wanted, obviously, he wants to go to New York City and play for the Rangers at the Madison Square Garden. I mean, that's the pinnacle of of um, it's you know, an, living. It's, an it's, it's unbelievable playing there, and God, that would just be that would have been fun to see him in a Rangers uniform. I just love the Rangers uniform. It's so it's it's so classic, just the colors. But uh, yeah, that Tarasenko trade is unbelievable. I love watching two Russians, you know, two just nasty, filthy, dirty Russians playing with each other. Um, I can only imagine the locker room right now. They're probably just sitting right next to each other, speaking Russian. They're probably heading off after playoff or after the game, after the rink, they're heading out and just maybe probably ordering a fucking Domino's out of their room or wherever they're at at their house and just crushing. You think these Russians are eating Domino's pizza? Oh, oh yeah, I've heard it. I've heard, I've heard the story from Shane Gersich when he was playing at Washington. Um, Ovi, Ovi, who's the other one? I'm I'm forgetting the main. I mean, Orlov's in there. Um, getting Kuznetsov. Kuznetsov. He said those those guys would be in their in their hotel room, all hanging out, drinking drinking just vodka and a shitload of Domino's pizza. That's so <laughs> sick. That is so oh, yeah. sick. I'm a those Russian. Russians are those Russians are nails. I mean, they're yeah. they're crazy asses. They are <laughs> any Russian. Um, Oh yeah, any Russian. Well, I'm gonna move on to the uh, fun stuff for us here, but uh, and always brought to you by Butter Golf. Um, I'm going to just bring up a topic before I get into the nail gun here. I've got a couple topics for you guys to discuss. I don't know if you saw this, but D'Amico Ryan met the uh, Houston Texans like ten of their players at a press conference, and it was the exact key and piece peel skit that they've done where. D'Amico Ryan's walk. So there's, I think there's eight um, black guys out there and one white guy. And he's walking up to all the black guys and dabbing them up like, hey, what's good with it? What's good with it? Like, what's how we doing? And then he gets to the white guy and he just gives him a firm handshake and then moves on. <laughs> That's that, unbelievable. That skit is all time because isn't he pretending to be Barack Obama and he's going yeah. by and like yeah. hugging, hugging ladies and kissing babies and then he gets to the white man and he just. You know, hard, firm handshake. <laughs> he's like, what's up, my brother? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like saying, like, "Hey, what's good with it?" You know, like the other guys. And then he just gets the white guy. He's like, "Hey, what are we doing?" <laughs> oh, I loved that because that skit on Key and Peel is so true too. Like, <laughs> if you do, like, like when we're hanging out with the basketball players, old back in college, like Geno Smith and those guys. Um. 
it was hilarious because like we'd meet them just normal handshake and camera was a little more in touch with them dap them up like hey what's good with it, bro how you doing how we doing you know i'm like i'm just like ah fuck like hey boys how's it going i don't i don't want to embarrass myself in that situation either man i've got no groove i've got nothing bro, so yeah. can you imagine if you go over like this <laughs> they'd be like what, what the fuck are you doing bro <laughs> And then, and then they're so like, they're pretty particular on the on the handoff, you know. Yes. Like a, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna, you know, hook. You know, if there's any kind of hook action going on there where they hold and hang for a little bit, yeah. or if it's just smooth, you know, all rhythm. Yeah, there's dapping always, somebody up is one of the most dangerous things you can do when you're yes. going to meet somebody, whether it's a new person or you know somebody oh, that you're yeah. semi-familiar with. If you don't have that connection and knowledge of what they're doing, it's like no. intimidating, and you're putting yourself like easily enough the time zone. you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Imagine, imagine being a hugger, bro, and you haven't seen your buddy in a while, and you just like go up and you give, you know, what's up, man, and he hit straight handshake, and then I go in for a hug, and he just yeah. like, yeah. his fist straight yeah. my like, no, nah, man, I'm a hugger. Yeah, there was uh my my fiance now was introducing me to one of her friends for the first time. And, you know, like I had known her boyfriend and some of these other people for a while. So I was going in for a hug first thing. Exactly what you said. She went oh. in for a handshake. I died a little bit on the inside. There's nothing worse. Man. Oh, there's nothing, nothing worse. Terrible. To this day, when she brings her up, I'm like, no, she's dead to me. I can never meet her again. I can never <laughs> see her in public ever again. Oh. <laughs> The other guy's going for the bump, and you got your hand out, and then you switch at the switch. same time. Like, oh, oh fuck! Like, you know, what are we doing? I, or, the, or the worst shit, you just embarrass yourself, and you just go turkey, and you fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. the, the whitest dude shit in the world. You're just like, what's up, man? Fucking turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rub it a little bit. Like, what's up, bro? Oh, that's so good. Um, all right, we'll move on to the next topic here I had. Um, I saw a tweet. Former Ohio State football players Amir Reap and Jansen Wint, who were kicked off the team in 2020, um, haven't played football since. Um, they, were found, they were found not guilty of rape and kidnapping charges. So they got accused of doing something. They didn't do it. Now their football career is over, like, what kind of punishment should this girl get for pretty much, be, I mean, ruining their lives? Um, I don't know the background of the story, so I'm going to be very, very, very safe here. I mean, I think it's, I think it's one of the worst things in the world to hear these stories, like literally taking their, what was their life away from them. So that's, that's no fun, but I, I don't know enough about the story to say, you know, she's a complete liar either, you know, like, yeah, yeah. But things, things do happen in court, you know, people get to the jury. Um, I've seen, you know, watching Sopranos that the mobsters definitely get to the juries every time. Yeah. I think, I think anybody that actually commits this crime and they get off scot-free, you know, I kind of hope they get hit by, hit by a bus. Um, You know, it's kind of, kind of a fucked up thing to do same thing on the you know both i'm going double-edged sword here you know like if, if you're making if you're making up stuff about people to this regard and it ruins what their life was before yeah i think you should get hit by a bus oh yeah i think so too 
Um, there's plenty of cases. Like I just saw one on like Maury or something where a guy, a guy didn't, uh, didn't pay child support. Um, he got sent to prison for 15 years. He spent 15 years in prison for it. Um, and then later on they found out on like a game show TV show that he was not the father of the kid. So he just spent 15 years in prison for not paying child support on a kid that wasn't his anyways. Holy shit. That's fucked. That's brutal. I I just think, yeah, I think, I think the, the whole topic's kind of brutal like that, that topic's ass. But I mean, if, if some dude, my brain is kind of fizzled out right now, but yeah, <laughs> here, I'll, I'll help you out Trevor. Cause I'm in the same exact boat that you are trying to tell this line and you never want to make a, you know, flat hundred percent all the time punishment of, you know, if these people are found not guilty, the yeah. accuser gets punished because then you're going to really reduce the amount of people that come forward for, you know, something that did for happen. Sure. And it's just like there's it's a, it's a no win situation here, and I feel terrible for these two guys. Like you can never really make that up for them. It's obvious that you know nobody has taken a chance on them, and they probably never will. The same thing happened with Sean Oakman. I think it was for Baylor a long yeah. time ago. Just that guy was a, an animal. Yeah, a stud was like for sure a top ten pick in the draft, and it all went away for what amounted to nothing. That's not to say he didn't do anything. That's not to say these guys didn't do anything. They could yeah. have been found not guilty, not to say that they didn't do it, whatever. With yeah. that all being said, yeah, I, I 100% agree. If somebody maliciously makes up a story and you know gets people in a position of power in trouble, whether it's an athlete or a politician or whatever it might be, yeah. Yeah, you're 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 a scumbag. I've got no pity for you, and I wish the worst things to happen. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. All right, we'll move on to the next one. Quick one here. Um, I just wanted to talk about Demar Hamlin. I keep seeing stuff. You know, oh, he's got a new tattoo. Oh, now he's wearing this jacket that uh, is apparently a Satan worshiping jacket. Which I looked at the jacket. I'm like, it says Eternal. It's like it's kind of a sick jacket. Um, <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure, sh- guys, I'm pretty sure uh, that's just a nasty jacket that he thought looked cool and is wearing it. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure he's not a Satanist. And then I kept seeing, I keep seeing like TikToks or reels on Twitter or Instagram because I don't have TikTok, but this girl's like, look at this picture from February 8th, no tattoo. Look at this picture at the Super Bowl or whatever, tattoo. And it's like, uh, yeah, like, it's it's pretty crazy these tattoo things. Like one day you cannot have one on your hand, and then that night you could go get a tattoo on your hand, and then the next day you would have a tattoo on your hand. Yeah, I love. So it's like, I love the conspiracy theories though that come out about it. I think it's I think it's you can clearly tell it's him, but I love yeah. I love when people reach. I think it's incredible. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> And then some people are saying, like, oh, like, the tattoo's on his right hand, then it's on his left hand. No, it's just the front and back camera. The front yeah. mirror is that you fucking idiot. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people yeah. are just so dumb. It's, yeah. it's hilarious, though. It is. It's entertaining. <laughs> but, yeah, I wanted to bring that up because it's just been I, – I don't know. That, that, that whole – like, people are still on that he's faking it, and it's like – 
dude, he's not faking it. Like, they he's just alive. They think, the NFL, <laughs> they think the NFL went and got a stunt double that looks exactly <laughs> like him and living living his normal life. And they think that they handed everybody in his family scripts and yeah. said, this is what's going on. You're, you know, your son actually passed away. And so this is your new son. He looks just like you. Yeah. Yeah. And now, yeah, yeah. And now this man, the stunt, the stunt double, he also, we're going to trust him not to say anything to his family or friends. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's just going to live tomorrow's life for the rest of time. <laughs> it's it's oh, so God. dumb. All right. We'll move on. That was the last topic I wanted to talk about. We'll move on to the nail gun of the week here. Um, does anyone want to start us off? Um, I'm going to go uh, based off my ski trip. Um, Jess, one of our friends, um, tore ACL first first three oh, teams no. down, down the hill. Um, this, was, this was her first time skiing since she busted up her pelvis last year. Oh, Jesus. Um, Cracked her pelvis last year, first time out, tears her ACL, and then just goes through the weekend with a huge smile on her face, you know, not trying to drag anybody else down. Uh, she's just my nail gun of the week. Yeah, that takes nails. I, I might be on a flight home after that happens. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, she, was, she was an animal. Did she have her leg all wrapped up in crutches and the whole deal? Well, they went to yeah, they went to the ER right away. They gave they gave her a nice brace, and she was yeah. fine day one. And then she woke up day two, and she's like, "Oh yeah, this shit's torn." Yeah, you know, and <laughs> we we feel so bad, but we're like walking out of the house to go ski, like well, you know, like what is it's tough. You got, it's, you want us, you want us to bring you back any snow from the top or anything? Yeah. <laughs> it's just it was it was horrible, but she was a champ, so we appreciate her. Good. Did you guys have like a, a ski in, ski out setup, or did you have an Airbnb a little bit of ways off the mountain? Airbnb, but they had a nice uh, shuttle service running through the old town. So Sweet. it was like every 20 minutes or so. Awesome. That's clutch. Yeah, good calls. Has anyone else got a couple or any? Um, yeah, I got one. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the safe one first. And it's a selfish, you know, plug for UMD here. Mikey Anderson, I sent to the group before, before here, uh, signs an eight year deal uh, with LA, just over 4 million average a year. So him and I follow just making bank out there, former Bulldogs and a, a team that knows how to reload and is dangerous to play in a lot of people don't like the way he plays but that's what happens when you're a shutdown d-man and i think he's done uh, like extraordinarily well um two-time national champion just going to play for an, an awesome franchise in an awesome place uh hard to beat that life nails i love i love that i i'm a big fan of that kid uh their family as a whole i just really enjoy him they actually come up and, and golf the tournament in Duluth. Um, almost every summer. So uh, they're they're good people, fun people. Happy for the guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a hell of a contract to get there. That's unbelievable. I like that guy too. I coached him in St. Cloud the uh, the year I missed the championship game for you know too late <laughs> before. <laughs> Drinking the moose knuckle or whatever. Yeah, that 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 hairy buffalo or something from our seas in St. Cloud, just an absolute hole in the wall that serves up absolute 87 unleaded gasoline. (laughs) 
Um, so my nail gun this week goes out to a good fellow I know uh, whose name is Scrub Daddy. Um, <laughs> after uh, the Super Bowl party on Sunday, uh, we really just didn't want to do the dishes or clean up at all. So we waited till Monday. And boy, what a mistake that was. Oh, <laughs> man. Shit's just like concreted onto the sides of the pots and pans. And oh, I, I know I know you had queso on one of those plates and just let it sit. Yep. <laughs> Pasta sauce and all that shit. So scrub daddy came to the day, saved the day. I mean, it nothing was mushroom. I, I don't even like it was it was crazy. If you guys don't have one, like we're not sponsored or anything, but go get one. This dude does me work. We should be good plug, Mace. That's we'll send, we'll send that clip out to us from Daddy. I love that. I respect that. The grind. Hey, while we're complimenting the guy, I love his customized, engraved, or like diamond encrusted scrub daddy necklace that that guy rocks too. <laughs> <laughs> Unapologetically, just plugs the business in the flashiest way possible. Love it. <laughs> yeah, so. that the stuff getting stuck on the plates is hilarious. If you don't. It's like a smoothie. If you drink a smoothie and you don't wash it out right away, you are immediately. Fucked. You, might as well, you might as well just throw that cup away. <laughs> well, then you get into the thing of, oh, well, now, now I got to let it soak for a couple of days to soften it up a little bit. Yeah. 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 That's, that's my go-to when I don't want to do dishes. I just put a little put a little spritz of soap in there and, just, oh, it's got to soak a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just my fiance is sitting on the other side of the door right now just like this motherfucker. There's two middle fingers just right on the door. I can feel half it. my roommates do that shit too, and it drives oh, yeah. me up a fucking wall. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I hate cleaning off the crusted plates. It's oh. there's nothing worse. And there are there are tricks. There are like little life hacks that you could get. You know, you could get rid of that, but. I'm too lazy to look those up. I probably never will. Yeah, and uh, if anyone has any life hacks, send them my way. I'm uh, I'm a very rookie in the kitchen, a uh, big noob in the kitchen, so uh, trying to figure it out. Love that. All right. Um, good call there, Mace. I'm going to go with uh, – for my first one, I'm going to go with Sophia Lukak, um, player for the East Grand Forks high school hockey team here, Minnesota high school hockey team. Um, she pulled off a Michigan goal, which is, uh, it's pretty crazy for this team to have a Michigan goal. I watched it on video, unbelievable nails stuff. Um, yeah, that was sick. It was was sick. Um, where did you see a video on Twitter? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter had the video up. Um, good. I mean, it's obviously, you know, high school women's sports, like the cameras looks like it was shot from a razor or something, but, um, (laughs) No, it was it was it was a cool goal. You can see it on there. And then my next one, also from Twitter, is these uh, these little Asian kids. Um, I don't know what country they were in, but they were doing some Taekwondo. Um, one of the kids was about a foot and a half shorter, and probably 50, 75 pounds less. And the tweet said, "You know, size doesn't matter." And eventually, this little kid just ends up barrel rolling this huge kid. Like, this kid's twice the size of him, and he ends up barrel rolling him and, like, beating him, and the, you know, the big kid's crying, and this little kid's just walking away, like, and he is an absolute nail gun. He's probably going to be the next Jackie Chan or something, um, so keep an eye out there. <laughs> you can't do that, man. Well, he is. He's fucking nails. He's going to be the next Bruce Lee's Jackie Chan, you know. I'm not going to say he's going to be the next Ryan Gosling. He's, you know, he doesn't look like that guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, does anyone have, that, that's all I have for the nail guns. Uh, Veach, did you want to do another one or do we want to move on? Uh, yeah, I mean, if we want to talk about the Super Bowl a little bit more, um, uh, the Kelsey mom just was yeah. on an absolute roll all week oh, leading yeah. up to it. Can't play favorites. You got a, a son on both teams. The video coming out afterwards going to console one, congratulate the other, managing her emotions was just like the standard of what you would want out of a mom in both situations. And, you know, shout out to her and all the other moms who have to do that. Um, doesn't look easy, but she made the most of it leading up to it. And um, I think, you know, they, they were just talking about it on their podcast too, how happy they were for her. So uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not, not much more that needs to be said about it. I think she is the, the gold standard, at least for right now for uh, sports moms and every one of them is nails in my opinion. I, res- I respect that. I, I love the video of uh, the Kelsey podcast after where they're both getting emotional about her. It's uh it's just, yeah. it's pretty cool. If you guys haven't seen the episode where she goes on their podcast, you should watch that. And then there's yeah. another one with their dad, and they're both hilarious. Unreal. Love that. Her mom has to be an absolute gun. I saw him, I saw her hug Jason, like felt so bad for Jason. That sucks. Yeah. But I think he's he's already got a Super Bowl, doesn't he? So, I mean, yeah. the guy's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, two brothers playing in the Super Bowl, that's absolutely nuts for a family. Um I don't even know, like, you've got to think, like, what are the odds the mom or dad likes one of them just a little bit more and deep down they're like, I hope they win, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a good comedic bit going on right now. I've, I've probably seen it three or four different times between TikTok, Twitter, and everything else. Is You love all your kids equally, and there's there's no way that you would say you love one more than the other, but you certainly like one more than the other. You get along with them, and you yeah. vibe with one a little bit more. Not that you'd ever say it, but deep down, you know. 100% you do. I mean, it's yeah. people, everyone's different. You know, I've got two brothers and came out of the same mother and had the same dad. And we're all just so different from each other. It's like, yeah. obviously one of them's going to like one of us a little more. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just the way it is. <laughs> um, all right. I like that call. Nice call, Veach. We'll move on to the candy ass of the week. Does anyone have one or do you want me to start off? You start got... off. Yeah, oh, sir, go ahead, Mace. There you go, Mace. Uh, so, I mean, first one, I was just going to say all the fake fucking videos of smashing TVs and shit after sporting. I've seen it so many times, not even for the fucking Super Bowl, but for like soccer games and whatnot. People like have brand new TVs, haven't even taken off the yellow sticker in the bottom left corner and they smash it and they like pretend like it's this big. I'm so sick of those fucking videos. I respect that. I respect that. You don't like the TV? Send it to Mace and me. I'd like yeah. you free TVs. I got plenty of wall space for more TVs. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my second one, I'm going with ice dams just because of uh, the whole fiasco that's been going on in at Lindale this week. Uh, last night, um, I just finished up work and I went downstairs to make some food and all of a sudden I saw a pool of water on the windowsill and I'm like... Oh, what the fuck? That's weird. And I look up and it's just dripping from the windowsills. Oh, and wow. I go upstairs and one of the bedrooms is just completely soaked, carpet soaked. And oh, no. What, what, do you have to, what do you do there then? You, I mean, you, I called maintenance in the, 
they like brought a fan over and a dehumidifier and that's basically it i've been like <laughs> literally all night last night from when i worked to when i went to bed i had eight towels i would bring them up to the room and then stomp on the carpet throw them in the dryer and then repeat God. that's all i did last night that's awful so that sounds like a candy lot of ass i'm going for ice dams fuck that shit oh my two, god two great ones mace yeah, great calls there, Mace. I'll go second here. I've got the rest of the world other than America. We have 57 Super Bowls. Everyone else has zero. They suck. They've never won a Super Bowl. We have. Uh, candy asses, everyone else but America. It's a great, great pick. I like that. That's wild. Um, <laughs> My money's on the, you know us getting to 58 next year, too. Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? What are the odds America wins the Super Bowl? <laughs> uh negative negative two thousand. So oh I'm taking that's, that's free money. That's free about money. to take out a third mortgage. Um uh, I'm gonna go with uh the piece of shit over at Michigan State. I'm not gonna give them any more. Do you guys know what was going on? Yeah. yeah. One of my employees from the summer goes to school there, so I got the the gist of it. Um yeah. Yeah, piece uh, of shit. Piece of shit. I, I haven't seen much too much about it since then, but uh, yeah, tough. Yeah, Pretty big candy ass move there. Yeah, huge. Uh, I would agree. Um, everything I've got is is centered around the Super Bowl. It seems like, uh, and this is an easy one for everybody to shit on. Jackson Mahomes, the second he gets on the field, trying to <laughs> celebrate with his brother. Nope, that's out the window. He decides he's going to record his own TikToks instead. The ultimate me move, celebrating somebody else's hard work and accomplishments and trying to use it for your own gain. I just, I I can't stand the kid. I wish I could feel bad for him. I wish I could understand, like, why anybody would follow him. I don't understand it, and I never will, so I've just kind of given up on that. But it infuriates me. You see Patrick doing an interview, and in the background, you see his brother just being a total jerk off. Yeah, I just... Yeah, the, the, Mahomes, the Mahomes family does not get a lot of – they don't have a lot of fan support besides the people rooting for Patrick. Somebody, somebody – people actually stopped rooting for Patrick strictly because of his family. That's a tough bounce. Like when you uh, sure. kind of look in the mirror and it's like, ah. And I'll tell you this right now. Like there was very clearly something that was said like to them about, you know, the, the public perception because they were a lot quieter this season, specifically in the yeah. playoffs compared to last year or the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, props to them for taking that and running with it as long as they did. But just to see that just come back into the forefront at the Super Bowl reminded me of how annoying it was. So, yeah, yeah easy choice for me. Respect. Yeah, I like that. I was also going to go with the uh, the grass and the sod man who uh, nine the sod years father, old. yeah, the, the sod father, father, the sod father, uh, ninety four years, clearly getting a little old um, to do his job. I don't know what happened there. Um, he's had a good run, but uh, probably time to give the reins to someone else. But I did see the NFL. The NFL spent eight hundred k on the grass, and people were like, "Oh, eight hundred k? That's insane." Well, the 800K to the NFL is um, me picking up a nickel off the ground. Yeah. So, yeah. actually, I think they fucking cheaped out on the grass. So sure. I want to see that figure be like 5 to $10 million they spent on the grass. That's what I'm like. I'm paying attention to the grass now. Yeah. <laughs> the worst <laughs> part is the, the golf. Really 
the worst part is the golf association tried to like flex about it before the Super Bowl, and then yeah, obviously we saw how it went. Yeah, it was. I think it was a hybrid between um, some special type of, of grass they use for the rough in in golf, and then you know what the standard NFL grass was, just to make it a little bit more green and hardy and you know, uh, ready for either winter or summer months and it being in Arizona, like obviously had a little bit to do with it, but there was so many excuses that were being made trying yeah. to figure out what happened. Like, Oh, the halftime show tamped it down. Oh, the paint on the field made it slippery. Oh, this, that, the other thing, like just why are we experimenting with new grass in the biggest season? Like the biggest stage, yeah. like do this to start a season. Maybe. I, I don't know. I think it was yeah. a wild move to, to try and, you know, throw that out in the super. Yeah, not even tested before. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. Well, that was probably them testing it for maybe even every field. Now they're like, well, fuck, we're not going to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's, is that ever, did everyone get their candy ass out? Veach, do you have any more? No, no, I think I don't have any more. Okay. We'll move on. I wanted to cover this topic. Um, just because I think, you know, you can go into fights differently depending on who they are with. Um, so, you know, you've got, you've got yourself, you've got yourself a hockey fight. You've got yourself a bar fight and you've got yourself a relationship fight. Um, I, I would say my flaw on all three of these are I'm, you know, I'm going in to win all three of them, um, <laughs> which is, which is bad, which is bad on the relationship part one, because as a guy, you can't win. Um, no. and it's, I think it's part of being younger. Um, I haven't quite learned yet just to agree and nod and, you know, do the Madagascar, uh, penguins, you know, smile and wave boys, smile and wave. Um, but yeah, that's my, but okay. So when I'm getting into a hockey fight, it depends on how big the guy is, but I'm tying up, you know, I'm grabbing their, I'm trying to get their Jersey. I'm holding my left arm, you know, cause I'm a righty. I'm holding my left arm strictly out. I'm kind of using that shoulder to, uh, cover my face. And then from there, it's kind of just haymakers. And then, you know, a bar fight to me is no holds bar. I mean, I'm kicking the guy in the nuts if I have to. Um, there's no, you know, there's no rules out there if you get in a bar fight. I think one of the best plays you can do if you find yourself in a bar fight, some big dumb bully um, is at the bar fucking picking on you and your girl or whatever. If you do find yourself in a fight with this guy, he's much bigger. I suggest going for the knees. Just fucking hammer those knees with some kicks. Maybe pound it in. <laughs> Try to break his knees. You don't even go for the face because he's going to just try to tackle you and kill you. Um, but I think the kicks can be utilized more in these bar fights because I see these bar fights. Just, just It's a bunch of guys, you know, fighting. You know, they're, they're, they're punching, and then all of a sudden they wrestle each other to the ground and they're trying to choke each other out, whatever. Um, I, I just think kicks could be used more in the bar fight scene. Yeah, I respect that. That's fair. I'm going to go same uh, bar fight. I think anything goes. Uh, gonads, kneecaps shins whatever you want to do to give yourself an advantage you t you take advantage of that uh so if you're a small guy use your agility fucking bang bang a little acl maybe right nut left nut um anything goes in a bar fight um relationship fight i i've i've learned uh i i don't even get to a fight i just say you know what do you need me to do and then i just um you know go into my corner uh yeah. you know i, I yeah. kind of that's just, the right play. Yeah, I'm that's a why you're, Yeah, that's why you're engaged. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, ho hockey fight. I actually, I'm, 
I get I get locked in, but I, I don't throw a punch for like the first 20 seconds or so. I kind of load one up um, and let them tire out, and then I just try and absolutely smoke their chin. So you you wait a little bit. I was that's yeah. what I was wondering about too. You know, yeah, in a hockey fight, I might wait as well, unless you're you know dropping them right away and trying to get a sucker punch in. But yeah, in a bar fight, you cannot wait. You need no. to be the first one throwing that punch. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I'll start with relationship. I'm I'm much more on the Trevor side there. Uh, and Gage, you were absolutely right. There is no winning. There's only delaying it. Like it will come <laughs> back up again. And you know they won't accept the fact that you were right, even if in the the the, the, the heat of it, they they kind of concede a little bit. It will come back. So. Um, yeah, more often than not, I've, I've been trying to diffuse and just say, Hey, you know, let's revisit this in 10 minutes and fingers crossed, hopefully both of you kind of come back to the middle a little bit and then it makes it a little bit easier. So there's one tip if you ever get back into that situation. Um, hockey fights were always a little bit different for me. Um, I'm kind of like an orangutan. My wingspan is quite a bit longer than my actual body is. And I'm a tall guy to begin with. So I, I would grab the collar there and then, you know, you get those subtle little jabs with that fist that's on the collar there as you're trying to push him away a little bit. That's how you know you're a skilled fighter. I, I could never do that and still focus on trying. to. So you, can, you can't do it if you grab the shoulder pads because you're just so tight to the neck there. You can only do it if you grab the jersey, but you have to get enough of a fistful of the jersey that they can't wriggle around anywhere. So it's a really delicate one and you can't do it every time. Um, yeah. um, and so similar to, to Trevor on that one. And then in bar fights, as somebody who's had a stein broken over their head at Oktoberfest, <laughs> any, anything does go. And like the sooner you can get in close and like, you know, wrap them up again, I'm a, I'm a longer guy. Like I'm going to use my leverage as much as I can, whether that's like holding your arms by your side, choking you out, you know, putting you in a, you know, a leg hold, whatever <laughs> I'm going to do that. Um, and I'm not going to be ashamed about how that happens either. So no, you cannot, be you just, you go for it in a bar fight. You're going to win. You ain't going yeah. to get your ass beat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess for relationship fights, I would say I'm too reasonable and I look at the other side too much and I don't stand my ground. I'll like actually like try to work something out. So I don't usually win, uh, bar fights. Uh, the only way I'm going to win that is if the guy is just hammered. I just got to fight the drunkest guy there. Then I'll win. Uh, and then hockey, uh, just use my physique. I'm 6'3", like 150. So just use my like long-ass arms, keep them at a distance, and yeah. Hope yeah. For, yeah, hope for your one shot that you connect on your one shot. Mm-hmm. That's Don't me. fight the small guys because I've, I've body boxed with four small guys, and they just get right up close to me and i can't do anything i basically just have to push him away yeah (laughs) trevor when you guys were fighting um did you try and like get people to the ground as fast as possible like put your skate behind theirs and push it forward or any of that or did you try and stay up as long as possible it it depended on the fight if i didn't want to fight the guy i'd try to take him down but if i was pissed and wanted to fight the guy i'd stay up yeah, I would I would say if it was a bigger guy, I'd I, I, you know I address and like try and, and go him, but I I tr- try and throw the first punch, and if I didn't hit it, I was going right into his body, pushing up against the plexiglass. But if yeah. it was a fight, you know that I was 
my my flip my switch doesn't flip very often, but when it does, if you do something to piss me off, I'm I'm in that fight for the long haul. I'll pull guys back up if if there's a chance. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I once witnessed you try uh, want to do that to Drake Kajula one day at the fort at four twenty when Woody Kajula was out chucking beer cans across the. <laughs> yeah, he hit he hit me in the head with a beer can and I saw absolute red. I was I had him one one hand he was in in the couch like this and I had the other one cocked and Zane and a bunch of guys came over and grabbed me. I was fucking mad. <laughs> oh yeah, you had to hold your back there. Oh, yeah. um, I wanted to ask you guys, what is your, what is your fight count at? I think I'm at two street fights. Uh, I'm at four or five hockey fights, and then maybe a hundred and fifty thousand relationship fights. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I, I don't even think I've been in a street fight. I've seen plenty, but I don't know if I've ever actually been in one. Uh, hockey fight, I'm probably cl- right around twenty. I bet uh, total. Um, and then relationship, um, a lot, a lot, because I know I frustrate women sometimes. So I, you know, kind of bring it on myself. So, um, a a decent amount on that end. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously I didn't play hockey as long as you guys, I would say hockey is probably only at two that are real. Um, when you're talking about like peewees and stuff like that, I don't think anybody's really counting those when you've got no weight being thrown around. Uh, talking about street fights, uh, most of them are at or outside of the bars and three or four. We'll just limit it down to three. And those aren't, those aren't as bad as they seem. Um, none of them have lasted all that long. It's always like, a you know, a little guy trying to pick on somebody that's a little bit taller than them. And I might've been mouthing off a little bit and deserved (laughs) it, but it's never been in any sort of serious danger. Um, and then relationship fights, the fiance that, you know, relationship I'm currently in, not a ton, probably, you know, sub a hundred, which sounds nice. like a lot, but for almost four, four years now, not so bad before that. Uh, yeah, not, not so great. It was a lot, <laughs> probably in the thousands. Like I, I'm talking, if we did a fight once a week. It was a week. So, so yeah, no, much yeah. better now, but yeah, the numbers are up there. <laughs> Yeah, my my numbers aren't too great either. I got I'm at zero street fights. I don't think I can't remember ever getting into a fight. Uh, maybe like one hockey fight. There's one time in Pee-wee's this fucking short little fucking loser was just kept hacking the goalie all day in our divisional game. Whatever. I just got so sick of it. I grabbed him and just threw him towards the faceoff dot. And after that, he just got up and started charging at me. So I had to defend the ground a little bit, but. Yeah. Then relationship fights, uh, honestly, not too many. Uh, I've only been in, I've only dated one person for three months before, and we were both super chill. And I'm a very laid back person, so I don't really yeah. get into a lot of relationship fights. That's um, good. Yeah, that's good. That's great. <laughs> there is one hockey fight I, I want to bring up. And when, again, it was when I was probably younger, right before Bantams. Um, it was the Rum River Classic. I remember I had gotten kicked out of it because, you know, I've got a July birthday. So I'm either playing as a young kid or the old kid on the team. And that yeah. was when I was the younger kid and undersized at that point. And I'm just getting cross checked in the head while I'm already on the ice and didn't really have another option. Um, somebody tried pulling him off of me and he was coming back at me. And so I just 
lifted my skate up and cut his jersey from the the logo all the way down and had a nice little 10 minute break there while the refs had to read the rule book and figure out what the hell was going on and ended up ended up getting you know five in a game and um adding insult to injury i had broken my wrist because when i got off of the ice um i was so mad about what had just kind of gone down that i i was punching the locker room door open just you know throw a fit and show how much of a tough guy i was i punched the hinge side of the door so there was oh, no, gift no. yeah so oh. I ended up a hairline fracture boxing fracture right on the side of my hand there too so it's like oh. the worst of worst of everything that could possibly happen yeah. there you just feel like an absolute idiot the second it happens and so you know you're sitting in there all by yourself while it's the game is still going on trying to get undressed with your left hand which is your non-dominant hand anyway oh. just like you feel like an idiot the whole time and then you just have to recover from that too so <laughs> good memories there <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a good learning lesson there. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, fellas, that's a good episode. I think we'll uh, save the other topics for next week or something. But uh, thanks for making it work. Sorry, I couldn't make it work yesterday. I did get stuck in that blizzard. Um, and I'd like to say, you know, before my time is done, I will be building trees or a fence um, around <laughs> I twenty nine from right on the border of I twenty nine all the way from Grand Forks to Fargo because. If we just had a wind blocker here, we'd, I mean, the roads would be way better. But yeah. there's nothing stopping the winds there, and it, you can't see shit. Yeah, so it's not it's only bad. snowing, but you're getting the wind snow as well. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks for making it, guys. Um, Mace, have, have a good time tonight. we got the Cup Snake coming up here, the 10K Takes Cup Snake. Um, hoping to break that record. I don't know if it's going to be possible. Um, that first one you guys did was absolutely insane. Uh, <laughs> wish wish I could be there, but uh, Mace, have a great time there, man. Yeah, can't wait. And we'll see you all next week. Yeah,